Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. One of the things that energizes our teams the most is being able to hear stories of lives that are impacted by this ministry. We would love for you to share your story with us by emailing it to stories at newcommunity.co or maybe your next step to getting connected to what God is doing in this ministry is partnering with us financially. You can do that online at www.newcommunity.co or through the PushPay app and find the giving option that works best for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. Church, I believe that, that God is doing something new here in our church, and I'm excited about that. That's what we've been talking about in this series called Forward. And if you're our guest here this morning, if it's your first time here at NCC or if you're watching online for the first time, I want to say thank you so much for worshiping with us, for joining with us today in this series that we have. Once again, we've been talking about how God has challenged us to move forward in what it is that God is doing inside of our life. And every week over the past number of weeks as we've talked about this, we've been looking at where God is leading us as a church. Because over the past year, um, we've been in this campaign called Made for More. And we stood up here, I stood up here about a year ago and I talked about the kind of church that God wants us to be. And what we wanted to see over this, and so we looked at our own lives, and so each of us, we've been looking for the past year, if you've been here with us, about how we're growing and how God has called each and every one of us to more and what God is doing inside of us. And then we've looked together as a church what God is doing inside of our lives corporately, the vision that he's calling to us and what he's speaking to us as we continue to move forward with that vision. And over the course of this year, there's some things that we've been declaring that we believe that God is challenging us with as as a church. And even as this campaign comes to an end, we know that these things are staying with us. And so we've been saying these every week and we're going to do that again this morning. I know it may seem like a little bit early on a Sunday morning, okay, but I'm going to ask you to just say these out loud here with me. So here we go. Let's say these together. Scripture shapes our lives. We own our spiritual growth. We change the world. We invest in the next generation. Joy is seen in who we are. We live life together and we move forward. And so we spent the past couple of weeks and we've highlighted a few of these. We started week one with talking about how scripture shapes our life. And we looked at King Josiah and how as he found the word of God that had been lost for generations, he put it into practice. Last week, we talked about how we live life together, how none of us, we're not meant to do this thing alone. We need each other and we need not only what we receive from the body of Christ, but also what we give to others. It's vital to our spiritual growth. And so it was an amazing week last week as we celebrated um, child dedications. We celebrated team members. um, We celebrated and hear what God was doing. And then we went outside and we hung out together and just really um, got a chance to meet together and really live that out, this idea that we live life together in what God is doing. And so then today we're looking at this last one, how we move forward and what it is that God is calling us to as a church. And if you were here last week or last year, you may remember one year ago, um, almost to the date, I brought an empty chair up here and we were talking about this, this idea that we move forward and what God was calling us to. And we said, hey, we don't want to be just the typical church. We don't want to look maybe even like other churches look like. We want to be faithful and all bought in on the vision that God is calling us to and what he's challenging us with. Because the truth is most churches 
people that come to church, they only engage, you know, they'll come once a month or once every six weeks and they'll say, hey, this is my church home. But that's not the kind of church that we want to be. And we want to be a church that is all in with the vision that God has called us to, that we're seeing what it is that God is doing here, what it is that God is speaking. And we want to be a part of building his kingdom and discipling other people. And so we've talked about that. God, show us what it looks like to move forward, to give, to serve, and to support the vision that you've called us to. And so today we're going to be looking at this from the word of God and what God wants to speak to us from his word about this. And so if you have your Bibles... Turn this morning to Isaiah chapter 43, and we're going to start reading at verse 16, and if you didn't bring a Bible with you, that's okay. We've got a Bible in the seat in front of you, and you can take that out and turn to page 350 in that Bible there in the seat in front of you, and walk along with us as we read this passage of scripture of what God is speaking to his people about what he's about to do in their midst. And once you have that, you can hold on to that for just one moment. And I want to give you a quick explanation of what's going on in the book of Isaiah in case you don't know what's happening in this book. Isaiah is a prophet. So that simply means that he's a person that receives God's word. He hears what it is that God is saying, and he's sharing that with the people of God, with the people around him. And so he's declaring the word of the Lord, and that's what mainly this book up is uh, this book is made up of is the prophetic words of what God is speaking and at the time when he's talking to the people of God almost all of them have been carried away into captivity into Assyria the nation of Israel is divided up into 12 tribes and 10 of them have been carried away so there's very few people left there but Isaiah is delivering the word of God to them and at the time that he's speaking there's a lot of political unrest Okay, so there's not a lot of trust in their government and in what's going on. Okay, a lot like our nation now, there seems to be a lot of questions about everything that's happening on both sides. And, and so this is what's taking place in the nation of Israel. There's a lot of people that are worshiping false gods, a god named Baal. And so they've forsaken the one true God and they've gone after these different gods and begin to worship other gods. And Isaiah's prophesying about God's salvation that will come to his people and what God wants to do in their midst and so that's what he's writing he's writing a message of hope that God is not finished with them yet that God has something in their future so let's see what this says Isaiah chapter 43 verse 16 this is what it says thus says the Lord who makes the way in the sea a path in the mighty waters I will I who bring forth chariots and horses army and warriors and they lie down and they cannot rise up they are extinguished Quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me in jackals and ostriches, for I will give them water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I formed for myself, that they might declare my praises." So what is it that's going on here? This is a message from Isaiah that God is speaking through the prophet here to the people of God. And he's saying, hey, I've not forgotten you. And I know you're questioning your future. I know you're questioning what's happening. And you're looking at the circumstances around you. And it may seem hopeless in some ways. But I want you to know that I'm about to do something new in your midst. I'm about to come and bring hope and salvation to the circumstances that you are walking through. 
And I want you to know that that is not only a prophetic word, I believe, for the people of God, but something that God is still speaking to the church today, that God wants each and every one of us to know about, that God wants us to understand that God has a plan for our future, and he is wanting to do something new in our midst. That's the vision that we have here at NCC, making people and places new. That's what God has spoken over our church, and we believe that. And so I want you to look around because there are still some empty seats here this morning, correct? And we're praying, church, God is doing something new. We believe that, right? He's not done yet. He said, I'm going to bring streams in the desert in the midst of difficult, dry places that I'm going to bring fresh life and new life. We're going to talk about that here in a moment, what this passage is saying, what God is speaking to his people. But I believe that, that every one of these chairs, it represents family members, friends that you have in your life that are still struggling, homes that are still broken right here in Mesquite, people who, who don't have hope, who don't see that future that God wants to speak to. And I believe this this morning that what God is saying is not just for thousands of years ago to the people of God, but for us today that he wants to do something new in our midst. So let's look at what he's saying here. What is it that he says? Thus says the Lord, the one who makes a way in the sea in a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horses and armies and warriors that lie down and they cannot rise, that are extinguished, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. When we're looking at the new thing that God is wanting to do, we cannot, church, we must not hold on to the things of old. That's the first challenge that God gives us. Don't hold on to the things of old. Don't hold on to the things in your past, to old things, what God has done. And this is amazing when you look at this, because this is one of the most pivotal things that God ever did in this nation's history. If you're familiar with the Bible, or maybe even if you've not been around church a lot, you may be familiar with the story of God bringing his people out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt through a prophet or through a man of God named Moses, and they're there. They've left Egypt, right, through these 10 signs and wonders. Pharaoh's like, okay, just go, get out of here. God's on your side. I can't fight against you, and so you're free. You're no longer slaves, and so they take off. And they find themselves up against this massive sea, and they look off in the distance, and there's all of these chariots coming. There's Pharaoh's armies. Pharaoh has changed his mind, and he said, no, I'm not going to let you go. And he goes to bring them back into captivity to overtake them, and they're screaming, God, we don't know what to do. We're backed up against the sea. There's an army. God, we're slaves. That's all we've been for 400 years. We don't have weapons. We don't know how to handle this. And God steps in, and Moses stretches out this staff, this symbol that God had given him of leadership, the Red Sea parts, and they begin to walk across on dry land. And when Pharaoh's army tries to approach them, when Pharaoh's army tries to continue to pursue them, and they come and start to go in the middle of the sea on the dry land, the water overtakes them. And this is what God is talking about. One of the most pivotal things that he ever did, he's looking at his people and he's saying, hey, don't hold on to that. That's something that I did back then. That's something that I did in the past. But that's not all there is. That's not the only thing that you should be looking at. Don't hold on to the things of old because I am about to do something new in your midst. And God takes this most pivotal thing in the nation of Israel and he's saying, don't stay there. Don't assume that I'm going to do it the same way the next time. Don't assume that salvation is going to come in that exact same way. I am doing something new in your midst and so don't dwell on that. Why does he tell us that? Because we have that tendency, you guys. 
there's nostalgia, right? We always want it to be the way that it was. We remember back to that one point or that one moment when God showed up in our lives and he did something amazing. And we're always drawn back to that. And we want to stay there so many times. When God says, hey, I'm doing something new, don't dwell on what's happened in the past. No matter how amazing, no matter how great it is, I'm doing something new in your life. Because so many of us, you guys, we're living life in the rearview mirror. And I was reading this passage this week. If you have little kids, you may be a little bit more familiar with this. How many of you guys have seen the movie Cars? The first one that came out, right? And there's Lightning McQueen, that sports car, right? And he becomes best friend with that old rusty truck, Mater. And I love that one scene. If you've not seen it, they're driving down this road. And Mater, this old rusty truck, just starts to drive backwards really fast, right? And the famous line, don't need to know where I'm going, just need to know where I've been, right? And, and McQueen's like, how did you do that? And that's what he says. I don't need to know where I'm going, I just need to know where I've been. And although that's funny in a movie, that's a horrible way to live your life, you guys. That's a destructive way to live your life just by looking in the rearview mirror, looking at your past, looking at where you've been, and not understanding that God wants to do something new in our life, you guys. And if we're holding on to the past, if we're just trying to go where we've been, if we're just looking at what it is that God has done, we're going to limp into the future. We're going to be limited into all that God is calling us. If all is we're doing is looking behind us, we're not going to be able to move forward into what God is speaking over our life. We can't see what's coming next when all is we're doing is looking behind us. And you guys, you may have met people. Hopefully not. There, there may be one of you or a couple of you in this room that you still struggle with that of just looking behind you. And you know those people. It's draining to be around them, right? When every conversation deals with, well, well my ex-husband or my ex-wife or, hey, whenever I was back in school, this happened. You know, when it all revolves around their past and you're talking to them and it doesn't seem like there's anything in front of them. It doesn't seem like there's anything in the future. They need to understand what God is saying to his people here where he says, do not hold on to the things of old. Don't hold on to the things of the past, but look at what it is that I'm about to do. See, the past, it, so many times it's appealing, it's intoxicating, right? There's memories that we have there, but we need to move beyond that into what it is that God is calling us. So how do we do that? How do we not hold on to the old things, but how do we move into what God has for us? And, and I want to give you these kind of three simple steps right here, okay? Write it down, thank God, and move on. If you're taking notes, write these down. Write it down, thank God, and move on, okay? That's what we need to do. If we're going to release the things of the past, we write it down, right? We thank God for it, and then we move on. Even the good things in our life, even what God is saying to his people here, we need to understand this. We need to grab hold of this so many times in our life, right, that we write it down. Last week was amazing. I don't know if you guys were here, if any of you guys um, were here from this service in second service, but the place was packed. We pulled out every single chair we owned in this building, and there were still people standing up. Up, back up against the wall. We had no more chairs, you guys. We ran out of room last week. And that's amazing, but we're not trying to do that again this week, right? We had our highlight video. We wrote it down, right? We took a picture. We celebrated, but we're moving on. 
And even next year, even though we may do a similar event, we're not trying to do the exact same thing because there's new people that God wants us to reach. There's new families that we need to reach out. And so we celebrate what it is that God has done, but we're not trying to stay there. We're trying to look forward into what it is that God is calling us to, into what it is that he's challenging us with. We want to see what it is that God has next. And so we celebrate it. We take a picture, we write it down, and then we move on. We don't just stay there, you guys. And some of us need this in our relationship with God because we're thinking, man, I remember when I first got saved and that's amazing, but that's not where God wants you to stay at, right? And you may remember that and keep on longing for that, but, but that was back then. That's not now. And God wants to do something new in your life. And if all as you do is look back then, you're going to stay stuck there. You're going to become stagnant in your relationship with God and not move forward. You need to look ahead to what it is that God is doing in your life, right? So take a picture, okay? Look at that picture. Put it in your Facebook wall. Put it in a photo album somewhere. Thank God for it and then move on. Some of us, we have to do that. I remember when I first came to this church, right? I remember it used to be like this. I remember this used to be here. We have to appreciate, God, we're thankful for what you did. But, Lord, that's not where we're staying as a church. We're going to continue to move forward. God, we're going to see the vision that you have for us, Lord. And we want to reach out to families that are broken and to continue to see people healed. Don't hold on to the things of old. It's not just in the good things in our life. We have this tendency, you guys, to be drawn back to even the bad things, right? Old pain in our life, things that had power over us, old places where we're continually drawn back to those things. And God is challenging us. You have to let go of that. You have to release those things in your life. And so the same thing, you write it down, you thank God for it, and then you move on. I remember a number of years ago, I was um, talking with my counselor, and um, I was just sharing some of the things that I felt like God was doing in my heart, some new things where I felt like God was taking me, some goals that I have, and, and some of those things. And he stopped me in the midst of kind of this, I was just kind of passionate, and I was sharing like, oh, man, I feel like God wants me to do this, and God's speaking this to me. And he said, Aaron, is there anything from your past that will hold you back? And immediately I thought the first ministry position that we had, we were youth pastors, we were in this small church in Illinois, and um, the pastor was very, was a very destructive pastor, wanted to split the church, um, was challenging us to be a part of that, and we were like, hey, we can't do that. And through that, there was some hurt that was there in that church, just in our lives from, from what had taken place there. And my counselor, he challenged me, Aaron, I want you to take a blank sheet of paper and I want you to just write down what you were feeling in those moments. Just write down everything. Maybe how your pastor disappointed you. Maybe what you wanted from him that he didn't do. Maybe misunderstandings that you guys. You're going to write all of that down just on a blank sheet of paper. As much as it takes, just fill all of that out until you feel like you've gotten all of it out of you. And so I did that. And then he said, next, I want you to thank God. And I'm like, say what? You want me to thank God? That was not a pleasant time in my life. And he said, Aaron, God teaches us through all different kinds of circumstances. And so you thank God. You thank God that you learned different ways not to lead, right? You thank God that he didn't leave you there, that he brought you through it, and that he placed you in healthy places after that where you could heal and where you could grow and learn how to lead. Like you thank God for everything. You thank God for bringing you through that process. You thank God for not leaving you there. You thank God. And then he said, I want you to take that paper. I want you to move on. And so you're going to rip it up, throw it in the trash, rip it up, burn it, whatever it takes. 
to let yourself know, you know what? I'm no longer there. Those things no longer hold me. I'm not in that place anymore. And church, some of us need some kind of process like that where we do something like that in our life where we're no longer holding on to those things in the past, those things that had us, but we're realizing, God, you're doing something new. God, you're taking us to a new place and I'm not that person anymore. I'm not going back to those things. They no longer hold me. And so I wanna challenge you, church, write it down. Thank God for the lessons you learned in that and then move on. Because church, if we keep doing those things that we did, if we keep going back to the places of old, we're going to keep being that same person that we were back there. And God wants to do something new in your life. God wants to do something new in us as a church. And we can't stay where we have been at. We have to move forward into what God is calling us to. And so he challenges us, don't hold on to the things of old. But he says, hey, I'm about to do something new. Look at this. If you still have your Bibles open, Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, and wild beasts will honor me and jackals and ostriches, and I'll give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. What's God saying? He's saying, hey, I'm about to make a place new. I'm about to do something in your midst. And you're wondering, you may not see hope in your future, but I'm telling you, I, God, I'm about to show up. And in some of the most dry places in your life, you're going to experience life and freshness. This is the vision that God has given us. We are a church that's called to make people and places new. That's what God is speaking to us, making people and places new. It's what he longs for us as a church. And there's this beautiful picture here as God is speaking to them of what he's done in the past. That as all of that comes to an end, as that time where God showed up in that way, as it comes to an end, God says, hey, I'm about to do something new in your midst. Church, whenever something ends, something new begins. And even as we close up this year in this campaign of Made for More, we're not stopping here. We're believing that God has something new, that God wants to do something inside of us. Once again, what he's speaking through the prophet Isaiah is not just for the people of God. It's for our church today, right now, not just thousands of years ago. And so I have that question. Are you looking for the new thing that God wants to do? Are you expecting it in your life? Have you come to the place where you've arrived and you thought, okay, God, this is all that there is. God, I guess this is all that, I, that is ever going to be. Or are you doing what he says? He's questioning his people. Wait, are you perceiving this? Are you looking forward to this? I want to do something new in your midst. And are your eyes open to see and to understand what it is that I want to do, where it is that I want to take you? So that's my question for you, church. Are you waking up in the morning saying, God, I need something new today? And Lord, what you did last week, God, and maybe how I shared my faith with the coworker, God, I'm not just staying there, Lord. What is it today? How do you want to use me, God? What do you want to do in my life in this moment, God? How is it going to look different today, God? I want something new, Lord, and my eyes are open to see what it is that you're doing. Do you come into this place every Sunday saying, God, I know we sang some songs last week and I know Pastor Aaron preached and I know we did something, God, but I want something new in this moment. God, I'm not satisfied with what happened three years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago or however many years ago. God, I want something new from you today, God, and my eyes are open, Lord. I want to perceive it, God, and I come expecting Church, you start to approach Sunday mornings. You approach your relationship with God. You start your day with that attitude. You're going to begin to see God show up and do something new in your life that you have not seen before.
See, that's the word that God is speaking to his people. Are you expecting something new? Are you perceiving it? See, we have to be careful that we don't just settle in church in our personal lives or together as a church. We have to be careful that we don't just settle in and become comfortable and complacent when God has a calling for us, right? When God has a calling for us to reach more people and we don't settle into just saying, okay, God, we've got a new building, right? Like we're going to expand God and we're going to do this when he's asked us to be part of a movement, to do something great for him in your lives, in your community, right here in this place. What it is that God is speaking to us, he has something new for us. We can't settle in. And the caution is here as he's speaking to his people. It's going to be difficult. Because where is this river? Where is this stream going to be? It's going to be in a desert, in a dry place, right? That's a place of difficulty is what he's speaking to them. But he's saying, hey, I am going to make a river in the midst of those dry places, right? Where there is no life. I am going to bring life. That is what it is that God is saying. That he's going to make a new place. Even though it may be hard. And you follow the word of God. You look for something new. You're going to face opposition. But God says be persistent. Open up your eyes. See what it is that I'm doing. Because not just in the green places. But in the desert places. In the dry places. That's where I am going. To bring life where there was no life. So where's that at in your life church? Where is that new place in your life that God is calling you to? Where's that family member that you've been praying for and you've been asking for and it's difficult and it seems hard, but every time you go to your knees, you're just saying, God, you help me to reach out to this person. You help me to be an example. And God's word says, I'm about to do something new. I'm about to open up where there's not been any life, where there's not been any hope. I'm going to bring hope into that situation and into that circumstance. That's what he's saying. In your workplace where it's been difficult, I want to bring new life to you. That's the heart of God, making people in places new. It's what he's speaking over us as a church. But church, we're not just going to get there and stay there. We're going to continue to move forward. And so as we continue to expand, as we grow, we're not going to settle in and get comfortable. We're not going to say, okay, God, this is the point where we've arrived, but we're going to continue to do that. That's why God says, I'm going to make a road and not a parking lot, right? I'm going to make a path in the wilderness because he's going through that. And as we continue to grow and we see more families reach and we see God do amazing things, we're not going to get comfortable. That's why we have this declaration. We are moving forward. Things are going to continue to change, but we're going to see God do amazing amazing new things right here in our midst right here at ncc because it's where he's calling us as a church we want to accomplish his vision and his purpose he says do you perceive it i'm doing something new in your midst so that's who we are as a church we are going to give serve and support the vision of ncc because we are the church see we don't come to the church on a sunday morning we are the church right the church, when we say we are changing the world, that's not some entity or organization right here. It's not a building. That's you and that's me. We are the church, you guys. And that's what we understand. We're carrying this vision. We're carrying this passion. We're carrying what Christ is calling us to. We are the ones that are moving forward. It's not just Pastor Aaron. It's not just some leadership here in this place. No, it's each and every one of us saying, God, we are moving forward, God. And we're looking at the new thing that you are doing, God. We're going where it is that you're calling us. God, because we want to be a part of your vision. And Lord, we want to take, God, your goodness and your hope into some of the driest places, Lord, into some of the darkest places. So we're not sitting on the sidelines. We're actively participating 
in what it is that God is speaking to us and what it is that God is calling us. And church, that's the vision that we have. That's what we're looking at this fall. That's why we're doing things that are coming up. We're getting ready to start a family service. And I'm praying, I'm already praying that God, every chair that is empty, God, begin to fill it with families that are broken. People in your workplace that you've been inviting, that they would come and that they would be a part of that. As we go into Christmas with our Christmas family night, where we've seen hundreds from our community come in, I'm praying God help us to reach out with our Christmas production that's going to be on December 17th. We're praying for that. God, we want to pack out this place every single service. God, we want you to do amazing things. Lord, we're believing that, God, that you've laid a foundation over this past year, God, and now you're going to begin to build on it. You are doing something new right here in our midst, God, and we are privileged that we get to be a part of that. Church, that's the vision that he has given us. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're dreaming that God is going to do, and we get to play an active part in this. That's what he says. I'm calling my chosen people, and they are going to proclaim my praise. Church, that's what we're about to do. For that family member that's hurting and that your heart breaks for, we're about to proclaim praise. You may not see the rivers in the desert yet, but we're believing that God is going to bring them, okay? In your workplace where you've been sharing your faith and that coworker, it doesn't seem like they're open. We're going to begin to proclaim the praise of God because we believe that God is going to bring it even before we see it come. We're going to begin to praise God for broken families that are going to fill this place and they're going to experience healing and they're going to experience wholeness and they're going to get the help and the understanding of who Christ is, we're going to begin to praise him because we believe that he will be faithful to his word and that he is going to do something new. So church, I'm going to ask you, stand to your feet this morning. And as we get ready to close, we're just going to sing through this chorus and the bridge a few times of this worship song that we sang earlier about the faithfulness of God. Just begin to declare it. Let his people praise his name and declare the goodness of God that he is doing something new and he is faithful. Let's sing this together.